extratime.ie. League of Ireland football is our passion. Hello and welcome to this week's extratime.ie sportscast. My name is Josh Dolan and I'll be riding it solo here in studio this week. On this week's edition of the sportscast, we speak to St. Patrick's Athletic captain Gerald O'Brien ahead of his side's FAI Cup semi-final game against Cork on Sunday. We speak to Finn Harps manager Ollie Horgan after his side's game against St. Patrick's Athletic was called off at Finn Park on Friday night due to an unplayable pitch. While our Dundalk-based reporter Tom O'Connor catches up with Lily White's physio Fergal Kerrin. You can email us at extratimelive at gmail.com. Get in touch through Facebook or tweet us at Extra Time News. And now we're delighted to welcome St. Patrick's Athletic Captain Gerald, Bly- Gerald Bryan on the line. How are you, Ger? Good, thanks. Yeah, Ger, obviously a big week for you heading into the FAI Cup semi-finals, but just just going back to Friday, probably not the most ideal preparation. You travel all the way up to Bally Buffet to face Finn Harps and to be told for the the second time this season that the, the match won't be played due to an unplayable pitch. How did that feel? Very frustrating, just to be honest with you, um, because we had, no, we had no contact at all from anybody. Um, you know, the club had told us that. Afterwards, on the way home, that they had heard nothing at all from from the referees or Finn Harps or any of that. So the travel up, it's, it's a long day, and uh, you know we walk into the ground and just to be told by one of the Finn Harps players that looks like the match is off is I'll be a little bit disappointing. But you know it's frustrating more than anything, and you know the, the journey was a long journey back. But you know we try and we try and Saturday morning, and uh, you know we know we know how big the week is. So you know we'll just put it behind us now and move on. Did you get a look at the pitch yourself? Were you, were you satisfied? Yeah, Maybe they made yeah, the right we, call? Yeah, we got out on it. Um, it's difficult to know, to be honest with you. It depends. Uh, you know, each each referee, each match delegate obviously has an opinion on what's, what's being safe and what's not safe. You know, the ball was moving on it, which I thought would have been okay, but I suppose it was quite soft in, in certain areas, but, you know, well, in one area in particular, but... You know they've made a call on it. I'm sure. I'm sure they've made it for the right reason. So we we've just got to accept it, no matter how frustrating it is. And as I said, we just move on. Yeah. So that means your your last game then, obviously that you did play was the the four one win in the A Sport, Sports Cup final against Limerick down there. Uh, it's obviously been a quite frustrating season on the league front, but you've done very well in the cups and a very comprehensive win over Limerick. I know it was. I know the the goal to make it to him was only scored by six minutes to go, but you finished them off nicely as well. Yeah, it has been, and I think that the build-up to the to the, the to the cup final and as well was that's what was being spoken about. Obviously, we had, our league form has been a little bit kind of up and down, and and that's been the frustrating thing for us. And uh, you know, the cups has has kind of wouldn't say prolonged us in the, with the season, but it certainly you know kept spirits high because of of how you know up and down our form has been in the league. And you know, first half last week it wasn't good enough, and. You know, we made a couple of change, tactical changes at half time. We, you know, the manager made a couple of things different than the top second half. We were very good, and although we did score quite late on the second goal, as you said, um, you know, I did only feel once we, once we scored the equaliser with Christie that there was only going to be one winner. So, what this is my place to pick up silver. Where we're in, a, we have a great opportunity next week against Cork in the semi final again to, to get ourselves into another final. So, you know, if we can if we can manage to get through that and we get to the end of it. Just all of a sudden, it doesn't look too bad. But, but certainly, the league does not get away from the league form that we're certainly as players being very disappointed with. Yeah, I think you all know that about the league. But anyway, just to analyse just a little bit, I know there's there's not really much point in doing it at this this stage of the season. But the the fact that you've lost more games than you've won at home, I think it's four wins, six defeats at Richmond Park. Does does that really that really um, paint? I guess your season with one word. 
Yeah, listen, I'm well aware of it. Um, it hasn't been good enough. And I think for, as a player, you know, you have to take a large responsibility, you know, a large portion of responsibility in this because we haven't been good enough. You know, the manager is putting out a team that they should be winning games and for whatever reason we haven't performed. And, you know, we have to take a long look at ourselves because, you know, we've been brought to this club to, to win things. There's some people there that have, we've managed to do things, but a club like Pats have to be doing it year in, year out. Um, you know, no one's more frustrated than us. But yeah, you know, our form just hasn't been good enough. And you know, I suppose come the end of the season, we can we can sit back and and when everything is finished, that last game, and hopefully that will be in the Aviva that um, we can we can take stock of what's the happening. But certainly at this moment in time, uh, we want to finish as, as strongly as possible and make sure that we can get up that league table because it's not looking pretty at the moment. Even though we we know we have three games on hand, which could you know nearly put us five or six points off there and forth. So. Um, but no, listen, it's it's still a lot to play for, and uh, a lot of teams. The way the fixtures have gone this year with the Rock and, and Cork and Europe and things like that, that a lot of teams still have to play each other. So you know, it's going to be an interesting end of season. Yeah, and just just one thing, I I, I just noticed myself was back in 2013, which has probably been your most successful season, well, nearly since you've been at the club, I suppose. And well, I noticed there, and something I remember from the time was the team Liam was putting out. He was nearly able to put out the same team every week I think it was a consistent back five of Brendan Clark yourself Ian Birmingham Connor Kenna Kenny Brown every week and that team that seemed to be the, the reason that, that everything came together and you were playing so well every week where I think this year alone um, Liam's had to use something like eight defenders yeah yeah listen it's that something that it's difficult as a player when you're in this position because you don't like using excuses and but it, it, does, it doesn't help the situation when that happens you know and whether it's through players form players injury suspension things like that that we that this has happened but as you said 2013 and you look at the teams that have been successful since and I know we won the cup in 2014 but the Dundalk have gone on and won two league titles and as you said you could nearly name their back their back five now you know nearly every week when everyone's fit and, and Barrett probably Garland's injury this year I think it was a broken army or a broken wrist he had I think they haven't picked up any injuries over the two years and, and that back five nearly picked itself so yeah, it is a factor, you know, but, you know that's, that's up to us as players and, you know, when people get a chance, it needs to be better, but, you know, it, you know the, the word there is, is in Inchicore at the moment is frustrating and no more with us as the players and the staff because uh, we certainly expected better from ourselves at the start of the season and it's only us you now between now and the end of the season that can that can turn that around, win games and, and finish as high up the table as possible and hopefully we get ourselves into another cup final and give our chance, uh, you know, winning the two domestic cups. Yeah, and just just one other thing on the league before we move on to the Sunday and the positive stuff. Uh, another thing that might be a little bit frustrating for the fans th- this year, and it's not it's got pretty much nothing to do with yourself, but but goals. I think it's it's you've only scored thirty goals this season. It's an average of just over one a game. I mean, Christie for all his injuries and stuff, he still got seven. Mark Timlin with six, Colin Byrne with five, Billy Denny with four. But there's no one really been. I mean, you've got no one. You've no you've no one in double figures there in the league. Is that something that probably concerns you? And is that another maybe reason why that? Um, the St. Pats haven't been prolific and successful this year in the league as they would have liked to have been at the start of the season? Yeah, listen, it's definitely one reason. Um, you know, I think both boxes are always critical, you know, to any team and how well that they're gonna do throughout the season. You know, we've been conceding silly goals. Um, but as you said, we haven't created enough chances, we haven't scored enough goals down the other end and, you know, you, you merge them together and all of a sudden you have a season what we're gonna have. It's you know, for whatever reason, Christy, as you said, has 
I don't know how many in all competitions. He's probably in double figures in all competitions, but in the league itself, you know, he started off really well, then he went through, he got, he got injuries and things like that. So, you know, he was having to obviously take a break. But, no, we all need to chip in, whether that's full-backs putting in crosses for, for the for the attackers to score or, you know, whatever it might be, or the offensive midfielders getting chances or, you know, scoring from set pieces to centre-backs, wherever it might be. We all need to take responsibility on that, just like we all need to do the, uh, down the other end when we're defending. So, uh, yeah, listen, we, we were top scorers probably a couple of years ago and even, even I think it might be in last season or the year before when, when we finished second at Torque, we, uh, we we done really well and we could see there's very few goals. But, unfortunately... Both boxes haven't been good enough this season from us, and uh, you know, from one reason or another, that's that's just what where we are now at this stage. And on Tuesday night, it's it's preparation, I guess, for the for the cup semi final against Cork on Sunday. You welcome Sligo to Richmond Park. Are you happy to have that game? Maybe it's a little bit better than training. I think everyone prefers games more than training at this stage of the season. And yeah, they do. That. And these, the lads. I guess that no one will be resting on their laurels now. I'm sure Liam will give a few lads opportunities to to work their way into the team for Sunday afternoon as well. Yeah, and and that's it. We we know the fixture schedule. I think now with the with the with the Herbs game called off, we could potentially have a game every three days for the next month. Like, um, so we know they're going to be coming thick and fast. But as, as you said, as a player, you prefer to be playing games and training, and especially when if you can get a bit of momentum going. Obviously, with the game cancel Friday, that kind of put stops us in our tracks. Obviously, from beating Limerick last week, but you know, Sligo had a good result last night at home to to Cork. Um, it's not easy stopping them from scoring at the moment, but they've done it. And um, you know, they, they can probably after their slow start to the season can be kind of pleased with where they've ended up. But you know, it's still hard to play for. There's probably four or five teams around the middle of the table, which if they can put some small, sort of small run together, they might even put a little bit of pressure on on the likes of Rovers and Derry ahead of them. But you know, we're looking forward to it. It's another home game for us, and as you said, our home form has been quite poor this season. So it gives us a chance to, you know, to try and make make it put in a good performance before Sunday. And as you said, people will be going for places, and you know, it's up to us to take them. And on Sunday, you mentioned there that obviously Cork drew. It's like on all in the showgrounds on Saturday night, and. The, I think it was the Monday before they, they only beat Finharps 1-0 up there and now it's a difficult place to go but personally does that give you a good bit of heart that it's, it's a good time to be facing Cork now they're not firing all cylinders like a couple of weeks ago when they scored 8 against Shamrock Rovers in, the, in a matter of about 14 days or 7 days should I say Yeah listen I watched both games on, on TV and I think the, the the cup game you know Cork were absolutely fantastic on the night um, obviously Rovers probably didn't perform anywhere near they were capable of well, you know, Cork. I, was, I remember saying to myself, watching it, that you know, if they can perform like that in, in the league and cup, that would be a hard opposition to, to stop because um, you know of how well they were playing. But you know, I think when it gets to the business end of the season, it's all about picking up results. It doesn't really make a difference on performances. And you know, we're kind of hoping that you know the, when the cup comes around, that you know your form, your league form, goes out the window, and it's all about you know on the day. And, and that's the that's the attitude we need to take because if we worry about our league form. Well then, obviously, you know Cork are going to be massive favourites coming into the game because of you know how much points they're ahead of us and, and their form in the league in general and their consistency. But they're a good side. They've got some players that we know really well, and the likes of Kenny Brown and Greg Bulger and things like that. And you know, obviously, Shani McGuire is on you know really good form at the moment, scoring a lot of goals. But we've got we've got to be uh, we've got to be positive and we've got to be brave. We're at home. We've got to be you know. Brave and, and have a right go because if we don't, well then you know you see the type of damage that Cork can do when they're on form like they did against Rovers, and we don't really want that kind of performance. And 
But if we give, we go out and we are performing, you know, we stick to the game plan that the gaffer gives us. Well, then we might just have a chance of, of getting ourselves into the Adida. And obviously, having both been in cup finals in the last couple of years, both teams have tremendous cup pedigree. But especially with yourselves, considering uh, there's a lot of players that won the FAI Cup of St Pat's in 2014 that are still there now. I think. Bar a couple, I think definitely the spine your team seems to have stayed the same. Barring maybe the likes of Greg Bulger and Kenny Brown, who'll be with the opposition on Sunday. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing. When we when we in 2014, it was a huge deal, obviously because of how long it was since Pat's last won the cup. And you know, for, for us, you know, that would be really fun. I'm sure Greg and Kenny would be the same, being part of that process of you know that team that was able to create its own history. I think, and you know, but now we're on different sides and. You know, the two boys have were great servants. The past we won everything together and uh, you know, they moved on for for different reasons. But yeah, listen, it's um there's gonna be a lot of very, very good players on show on Sunday. Um we're just kinda of hoping that, that Cork might have one eye still on the league and that and that we can we can turn up and perform. But we'll know it was how tough the game's gonna be because you know, as you said, a home form has been quite poor this season, but Cup football, anything can happen, and we've got the draw on that experience of 2014, and even to a lesser extent, the EA Cup finals over the last two seasons of, of going down to, to Galway and winning, and going to Limerick and winning this year because uh, you know it's all about on the day and, and making sure that you turn up and you perform and give yourself the best chance because uh, it's a final and nobody remembers you know playing well and news, and it's all about just winning on the day. And Jer, just on a on a final note before we do let you go, I think. If if there's any extra motivation needed, we've spoke about the poor league campaign, and that's leading to one thing that you probably won't finish in the European places as far as the league is concerned. Now I know we're at the only at the semi-final stage, and you you got to go and you got to go and beat Cork on Sunday before maybe facing either Derry or Dundalk in the final. But is the, is, is is this the year? If there if you ever needed extra motivation, it's there. If Pats want to be in Europe again, like they should be every year, you're going to have to go and win these two very important games. Yeah, listen. It's um, it's it's a strange one because Pots have been very successful over the last number of seasons, even before when Liam came in in European competition, and um, you know we we've had some good, some very good toys in in Inchicore and even the likes of Tala over the last few seasons, and we know what it means come come you know around to June and the draws on, and you know to be honest with you, it'll to be serious jealousy going on in terms of my mind anyway when uh, when that comes around if we're not in it, but you said the players. It's not being spoke about because we all know the situation that we find ourselves in. You know, through our own faults as players, we haven't performed well enough to to, to, to merit an automatic place in Europe at this stage. So uh, we know that the FAI Cup is our best chance, and we're two games away from that. Um, but listen, at this stage of the season, it's all about just trying to make sure we go out and print performance. And if we can do that against Cork, we give ourselves a chance, and we won't even get thinking about. Um, you know, the Aviva, if that's the case, until, until it comes around, because there's still a lot of football to play for. So, you know, to keep that dream alive of getting European football next season, we have to win one game this week, this Sunday, and it's important that we perform, because if you don't, well, then that won't happen. So, you know, I think the boys are looking forward to it. It's a good draw, and, uh, you know, just really looking forward to it to come around now. Well, Jay, thanks very much for taking the time out to speak to us and we wish the very best of luck against Versi Sligo on Tuesday and obviously the big game against Cork in Richmond this Sunday. Cheers, Josh. Thanks very much. ExtraTime.ie. Get in touch through Facebook or tweet us at Extra Time News. League of Ireland football is our passion. 
And of course, another team in FAI Cup action this weekend is, of course, Dundalk, who are the reigning champions of the Irish Daily Mail FAI Cup. It's quite a big week for Dundalk, as not only did they face Derry City in the semi-finals of the FAI Cup on Sunday, but they also welcome Israeli opposition Maccabee Tel Aviv to Tala Stadium for their first UEFA, UEFA Europa League group stage match of the season. But it wasn't UEFA Europa League action that was worrying the Lily Whites on Friday, as they took on Derry City in what will be a dress rehearsal for this Sunday's FAI Cup semi-final game in Oriel Park. The Lily Whites beat Derry City by three goals to one. And after the game, our reporter Tom O'Connor caught up with Dundalk physio Fergal Karen to talk about injuries and Dundalk season as a whole. Tom O'Connor extra time here with the Dundalk physio Fergal Karen following Dundalk's 3-1 victory over Derry. Fergal, you've been a busy man this summer. Um, yeah, it's probably been busier than people think. Like I think to his perception that we actually haven't really had too many injuries, but that's not really true. Like we've actually had a number of things with four fractures this year with a couple of surgeries and obviously can go for the serious back injuries. So um, people, there's a perception out there that we haven't had injuries, but kind of a combination of um, a combination of a we have had the guys have played through them, particularly as a period at the start of the season where guys were consistently playing through injuries, but probably a little bit more to bare bones than people realise we were. But, um, yeah, it's probably been probably the busiest season I've had with the League of Ireland team. And like you said there, look, I mean, sometimes it's not always the big injuries we hear about it. Stephen consistently says, look, there are lads managing injuries. And he also said in a recent interview, he says, look, if a player says, I'm ready, he says, look, I don't trust them. He says, it's my physios, it's Fergal and Sam, whose opinion kind of the professionals kind of. How does that make you feel as the manager he is like? Uh, well, Stephen, to be fair, great relationship with Stephen. Stephen is very good. Like, I think we kind of generally be honest enough with each other. Like, don't think there's come one where he's not taking my opinion on something. But um, I would always try and do the best for him anyway. Like I kind of have an understanding of the obviously he needs to try. Of, I can understand that he needs to try and get certain players fit for certain games, and I think we kind of work well off each other on that one. So, um, but also, but, like it's from it's 99. It's all the players. Like the players generally brave. Like the, the boys play with injuries and get through stuff and don't complain and. And, you know, even even boys don't miss training with injuries. Like we, we regularly, um, regularly have, have full squads of training. Like everybody's training at the moment. Um, even though guys carry niggles, they don't complain. It's obviously, it's probably to do with competition in the squad and stuff. But uh, the boys are, you know, it's, it's obviously tough to do with the boys. And then, it's, you know, it's consistently been shown that if you, if you, you know, if you are stronger, you've got a base of strength. And if you do get injuries, you're, well, you're, you're a, you're less likely to get injuries. But b, if you do get injuries, you're less likely to be out for longer. And again, that's something we see with our guys when they do get injuries. They're, the time scales we managed to turn stuff around pretty quickly and that's just a reflection on how the guys prepared themselves before their injuries. Uh, this is not your, your first experience at a professional club. You had time over in Scotland. How did the two compare? Um, yeah, well, this is um, this is my fourth uh, fourth star club and obviously I work full-time at Leicester Rugby as my day job, but um, uh, it's quite different. Um, it's quite different. Obviously, you've done dog training in the evenings and, um, and, you know, this is, like, um, this is part-time, but one of this was the although we do train the same out today is one of the things I would say is that um, I think boys here are just a couple of years ahead in terms of how the boys prepare like um, the emphasis on nutrition here I suppose there's nutrition on emphasis and hydration and strength training everywhere but there's an actual buy into it here like boys you know boys take more care on their, their diet than at any soccer club I've been at before um, particularly more the Pats but um, we ask but it's uh, yeah the, the, the buy in for players like, like, like people don't realise this it's not you know it's not for the vast majority of players are not supervised what they do in the gym or the rehab to do it's not supervised what they eat is not supervised so they all have to take a lead on that themselves and um, they don't realise that they don't do their own time in terms of their strength and that kind of so it's, it's not too grand we put on for them particularly though it's the culture manager plays but it's how the players choose to prepare themselves to 
and like you say, look, your your, your full time job is your your day job is with Leinster Rugby, yeah. which would be a lot more hands on, I presume. Like you say, yeah, there's a um, couple of like, obviously a couple of big differences, but um, here, yeah, here you, you just, like like uh, just try and try and put structures in place from to, to fit around, but it's, it's difficult, particularly when you're battling. I find the most difficult thing for us to get on top of is the likes of um, carrying groin injuries because like you'd like to spend a lot more time. You know, you'd like to spend a lot of hands on. Like, rehab of those injuries and it's something quite, quite difficult to get, to get a handle on on some of that here so you're kind of partially relying on the players to work themselves on it which again is no problem but maybe you might lose some of the technical end of, of which you'd really like to get to um, there's a lot of stuff you'd like to put in that we can't you know we'd really like to get, t- get really tidy on our injury prevention stuff which, which we can't do and, but particularly I'd like to be able to, to rehab better and more than, than I do and it's, it's just a, a little bit difficult but again we it's relying on the players the players are like, incredibly diligent in the game and like you say, look, groin injuries kind of more soccer based than, than rugby based. Do you take much? Is there much crossover between? Yeah, well, the, like the, the rugby's the first job I've the job I'm in now is the first job I've ever been in in rugby. Um, other than that, I've always been in football. But rugby's obviously very different. We get like half our injuries are above the waist in, in rugby, but all our injuries below the waist, in, almost in you know ninety five percent below the waist in with Dundalk. So yeah, some of a crossover, but. Um, like the, the principles, the principles of rehab are the same. You know, it's um, get, get guys stronger and get an understanding of what they need to do when they come back. So, you know, the, the, you know obviously the game is ninety minutes long. The guys have to run probably quicker and cover more distance. Um, but no doubt, they have to cover a lot more distance. And both less collisions. Less collisions. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's the demands. Obviously, like you know, I forget I realised it pretty quick here. Um, like that I, was, I was doing some runs with Daryl Horgan but I was using times that I'd re- used earlier in the day to time for the run that I'd used with a, with a rugby player who was probably I would say 35 kilograms heavier than him yeah. I was like yeah no well how do, how do we take for instance now wingers in rugby wingers in, in like flat out speed the likes of Luke Fitzgerald these kind of flyers that we see what's the comparison like with the likes of Daryl Horgan um, I'd see, I don't know we don't have um we don't have GPS in the day today here with some dogs. So I don't know what uh, I don't know. I don't know what Daryl's top speed is, but um, like uh, I, I don't know what in terms of speed. But like, like likes just Daryl's quick, like um, you know, like, but he's also he's so light, so it's it's different. Like Daryl, I don't know what Daryl weighs, but I guess he weighs about seventy five. Whereas a typical rugby union winger would weigh over Maybe like, 90. 90, yeah, yeah, ninety minimum. So it's uh, just carrying fifteen kilogram player. Right? So it's completely different. But then the, the it's necessary for Daryl to make continuous during the game and might cover 9 kilometres whereas a rugby union winger might cover 3 kilometres and um, might only actually knock it into 5th gear for a grand total of 20 metres in an entire game whereas uh, and that would be in a there would be a lot of run with a lot of like what we would call very high speed running 5th gear um, sprinting whereas with Daryl tonight Daryl would cover <laughs> most of it in 5th yeah, gear like, yeah. everything's above 80% so it's, it's going to demand that the game are quite different between rugby union and soccer and those, like you say look the demands are different so when you're treating an injury if, if you're treating an injury that has a lot more muscle behind it, is it are you going to give it a lot more rest time because you're going to be into a more collision, or are the injuries picked up here? It, short it, it time? depends. See, one of the one of the difference in rugby and soccer is the the greater demand to get part get back into a strength quickly means you need to prepare a guy to to lift heavily quicker as quickly as well in rugby. Whereas here we can probably get away with keeping a guy out of heavy squat need to give both stimulus both the strength stimulus and the, the pitch stimulus isn't as, isn't as big as ours. that's maybe one of the side differences you can kind of get away with cutting a couple of corners on the strength stuff as long as you load up well, one of the things I've found like, um, we've had a couple of groin injuries this year and the, the mistake we say consistently I seem to make on them is we're, 
maybe just not training the missing the decelerate ability to grind well, which is something you'd like to to kick through a ball where yeah. it's made a decelerate grind but probably not haven't done enough with it but maybe had a couple of injuries around the grind and you know you get away with it non kicking athletes like rugby athletes don't get away with it soccer players and maybe that's that's something that we've we've needed to tidy up as the season's gone on we have had a couple of problems around grinds or guys getting grind injuries and maybe break dropping back out and it's probably something on reflection that maybe one of the differences is that you know rehabbing a soccer player like rugby players is going to work and maybe that's something you're listening to Extra Time.ie. And we're now delighted to have Finn Harpsman Jolly Horgan onto the Extra Time.ie sportscast. How are you, Ali? Josh, okay, yeah. Uh, Ali, obviously going back to last Friday, not ideal, of course, not having a game. The the Finn Park pitch called off for the second time this season against St. Patrick's Athletic, a little bit ironic, but uh, a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, most certainly, Josh. Yeah, we, um, we've had a number of, obviously, we're not going all that well on the pitch. At the moment, and you know, we need probably everything going away, both on and off the pitch. And it was disappointing that that the game couldn't go ahead on Friday. Uh, and I'm not being critical of any decision whether the pitch was playable or not. But you know, to to try and survive off the pitch, we need you know gates. We need our crowds coming through to to try and pay bills and keep the club on the road. So we've had a number of those type of incidents. Some of our own making. Some of of the European teams and it tends to mount up and, and cause difficulty off the pitch in particular. Yeah, and before that you seem to be maybe starting to, to turn a corner, maybe you held Cork City for so long the the Monday before that and it was it was only a penalty, I think late on the second half, uh Kieran Call took down Gary Buckley and Sean McGuire scored the penalty and it just yeah. seems that sometimes look, looking back at the incident, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but it just seems that you haven't got the look in the last eight games that you uh, haven't recorded the win. Well, look, come here. Listen, it's, it's a long corner we're trying to turn. Um, I, I, you know, you can blame one or two games on decisions like that, but the other games, we, you know, we're not pointing the, 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 the finger anywhere bar to ourselves. We haven't scored in eight games. We haven't played well enough in the majority of them to try and and get points on board. Yeah, the incident you're talking about. To be fair, you, you might you might say that was a little bit of of maybe you know down to a small bit of luck not going your way. But no, you you, you can't blame luck on on going eight games without a point or eight games without a goal. So you know we've got to look at ourselves. But it's been difficult. As I said, it's been difficult on the pitch. It's also been difficult off the pitch, Josh. But but look, we're, we're hanging on there, maybe by a thread. But we keep fighting. Yeah, and before, as we said, the last eight matches have been a bit of disaster. No goals, no wins, no nothing really. But yep. before that, I think you, you were unbeaten in the last four. So it was obviously important to get the results then. And what I'm trying to say is maybe the, the, the learning curve for yourself, the factor is that Premier Division football takes its toll and you need to be you need to be starting re- really quickly like you you guys did this season. And especially if you if you want to retain your Premier Division status for another year. I mean, it looks vital for yourselves now. Yeah, um, look, I mean, we started off very, very fresh. Uh, there was, you know, a huge amount of energy, adrenaline. Uh, you know, other teams probably weren't too sure to expect from us. That little bit of, you know, like people maybe being caught off guard as well and truly gone, and a lot of the other teams have improved. A lot of teams there, like Korean Sligo, that, that, that have put new panels together have seriously improved, and... They, they've they've taken off. Now we have struggled for a number of reasons. Obviously, as I said, the, the lack of goals is, is 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 a quality in an area that we need to improve on. But also, probably the subset nature of the second part of the season hasn't helped us. Although 
you know, that's I, we can't blame it totally on that. Yeah, and speaking to you, I, I, I can't help but get the sense that, obviously, you said before you need the gates not to survive, but just just looking at a positive for a minute, in other ways you can recruit players, as of course, your 19s and 17s, and I think both of them have qualified for the last stages of their league, so uh, the, the get, I guess what I'm trying to say is the, the routes look good up, up up that end of the country in Donegal and it looks like you're you are able to bring through a few players. I mean we've not seen too much of BJ Banda this year but he, he was your hero last season. Yeah, listen the seventeen and nineteens have both qualified and have done brilliantly uh, for the quarter final of, of uh, each competition. Uh there's a lot of the nineteens that are in training with us. There's a couple of them that that, that came on and, and played especially in the midweek game in Dundalk where we, we hadn't and were unable to have a full panel to go to it. But there still is a big jump from from the 19 league, you know, even at the quarter final level, to go in and play at the at the wrong end of the Premier Division table. But the, the few lads have played their part and, and and will play their part between now and the end of the season, wherever that may be, be at the last game of the season or be at the playoffs. Uh, so you know, please God, they'll be able to step up to the mark when asked. Yeah, and I, it's it's strange, I guess, to say young lads play their part off the pitch, but I guess they are in the, in a way. A few fresh faces into the dressing room. I mean, I guess morale a, a, across the lads who have been there all season is probably pretty low at the minute. But a few extra faces, a few spring chickens at training can't do any harm, really, can it? Well, well, these lads are in training for most of the season with us and have been excellent. Uh, you know, some of them had a break when 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 the exams and the leaving cert back in June. Uh, and uh, the, the rest of them have stayed with us and have, have done very, very well, in particular the last couple of months. And, you know, the, Mark Hoyle there and BJ, as you mentioned, both both came on in, in Dundalk and were part of the squad on, on Friday night of the game that didn't take place. And they'll be part of the squad for the remaining six or eight games or whatever, whatever we have left. Yeah, and... Um just moving on, I guess, to the experience of the Premier Division as a whole. Obviously, done quite well in the in the first division last year. Is, has it been a big learning curve for yourself? And obviously, the club it sounds like it has from from what you're saying. But is, yeah, is look, there, what can you compare and contrast? Maybe what it's like between the first division and the Premier Division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, uh, the first division is is extremely and was extremely difficult to get out of. We get over by the skin of our teeth and. Uh, I think the difference in this division is, you know, with with, with mistakes you get punished. And uh, I'm not saying in the first division we didn't get punished because we certainly made mistakes and got punished in that also, but not to this extent. If you don't play well in this division, uh, if you're not at our, if we're not at our best, we've no chance of getting a point. Uh, in the first division, maybe you'll scrape a draw, in, 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 in maybe at home in particular, although... There's, there's nothing wrong with the first division either, and it's it's a, it's a very very competitive division. In this division, probably the attacking end of of of, of teams, with the amount of finishers that are in it, we, we have suffered, and in particular in the last ten weeks. And having been involved in UCD myself, travelled up to Finn Park, I think it was three times last year. Always a very hard place to go and play, and especially to go and pick up points. Uh, has that translated into the Premier Division this year, or uh, maybe bigger clubs with more experience finding different ways or different ways around it? I, I'm, I'm not suggesting for a minute there's any any bad tactics or anything going on, but it was always a, a difficult That's place good. to go. Glad and pick to hear up that, Josh. No, it's 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 certainly you know the 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 difference in the gap. There's a number of leagues within the Premier Division itself. There's there's a top, the top part between your 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 Corks and Docks, your Derry, Shamrock Rovers. There's there's probably a middle part there, and then there's the if you like the the the, 
the the teams that aren't full time, and it's probably no surprise that the, the three of us that are at the bottom of the division are all part time teams. And uh, you know that that's that's that itself is you know we're in our own if you like competition with ourselves, Wexford and Longford, and it's a matter of where we finish in that. But most certainly, look, it's it's been a great experience, a very difficult experience for for us as a management team, for the players, and for the club in general. But Look, we're still there fighting. Uh, it's probably where we expected we'd be, albeit not by the same medium. I think what we expected at the start of the year, we'd have maybe a good day, maybe three poor days, a good day, three poor days. It's happened differently, but it's probably in or around the position we thought we'd be come the last month of the season. Yeah, and looking towards the big picture now, you're four points ahead of Wexford. I know you have two games in hand after after Friday night anyway, but uh, looking at the, the, the fixture programmes, I think Wexford, uh, their last four games are away to Pats and home to Galway. Obviously, the crunch match they have at home to yourselves, uh, Sligo away, and then you've got Galway away, Sligo away, uh, Bray at home, Cork away, that, that game in Wexford, as I mentioned, Bows at home and Pats at home. Uh, four of your seven vital games away, do you think that could be a problem? You know, uh, come here, listen, every game is a problem when, when, when you're not going well. Um, it, it'll be very difficult, you know, whether Longford have gone away or not, I'm not quite sure because they were excellent last Friday week against us in Ballabafay and deservedly turned us over. Wexford have always had that upper hand in us. I think they finished six points above us last year. They finished a lot more, maybe anything up to 10 or 12 points even more the previous year in the first division. And, you know, uh, Shane Keegan has done a brilliant job down there with with resources that he has had. And they, they certainly haven't gone away. And I think, you know, the, the, yes, that game, obviously, against Wexford and Wexford will have a big bearing towards who stays up or maybe who goes into the playoff or, or, or goes down completely. But, you know, the games in hand really don't appeal to us at the moment. I mean, we prefer to have points in hand as opposed to have games in hand, especially when we haven't maybe turned the corner, as he said, in the last eight games. But I've no doubt that we will turn the corner. It's a matter of when. And... Uh, it's certainly from the, not the lack of trying from anyone in the club, both on and off the pitch. It's maybe that little bit of quality, certainly, you know, maybe in the attacking third at times, but it's not for the lack of effort by anyone involved. Yeah, and just just on a final note, your next game is is next Saturday, next Saturday away at Galway. And well, Galway have had been really impressive this season. The, maybe their last couple of games haven't gone to gone to plan really, and you'd be looking to take full advantage of that going there with something really to fight for for yourselves next Saturday. Look, we'll fight no matter who we're playing. You know, we went to Dundalk and tried to make it very difficult for them, albeit, you know, with a different type of game plan. Uh, look, Galway are, are, are an excellent football inside. Tommy Dunn has, 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 has a side down there that, look, at one stage, look like they're pushing for Europe. Uh, we haven't beaten them in Terryland. Uh, I, I don't know when. I don't I don't go into statistics, and I don't, nor do I want to. But we'll do well to, to get anything out of Terryland next Saturday. But as I said, it, it has to turn sooner or later for us. Please God, it'll turn sooner. But look, Terryland will be a very difficult ask for us. But we'll go and prepare as we are this year and see what happens. Like. Well, Ollie, thanks very much for taking the time out to speak to us, and we wish you the very best of luck in the in the battle to avoid the drop. Great, Josh. Thank you. Bye. Extratime.ie. Get in touch through Facebook or tweet us at Extra Time News. League of Ireland football is our passion. That's going to do it for another week's Extratime.ie sportscast. I'd like to start off by thanking all of our guests, including Gerald Bryan of St. Patrick's Athletic, Finn Harps manager Ollie Horgan, and of course Dundalk physio Fergal Karen for taking the time out to speak to our reporter Tom O'Connor after Friday night's 3-1 win over Derry City at Oriel Park. 
As always, we like to interact with you on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Extra Time News, on Facebook, extratime.ie. Alternatively, you can email us, extratimelive at gmail.com. You can also listen back to all of our podcasts on iTunes. We'd also like you to rate, comment, and subscribe on each one of those. And all that's left to say is thank you very much for listening. I've been Josh Dowling, and I'll talk to you again next week. You can email us at extratimelive at gmail.com. Get in touch through Facebook or tweet us at Extra Time News. 